Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. It has never been harder to buy a home in the province of BC. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast. Um, We often look at uh, what's going on in the GVRD. We often look at uh, what's happening in in Metro Vancouver. Um, And then we often look at um, what's going on across the nation. We don't often talk about what's happening in BC as a province. And we thought that we would dissect that right now for you guys, because there's some crazy stats taking place right now. Um, So this one's going to be a bit of a short one. We're going to jump through it, um, hit you guys with all the facts. And Dan, why don't you lead off with where kind of we're at in terms of um, maybe a quick recap on on August, uh, set the stage for uh, the conversation. Will do. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. So BC in the month of August uh, saw about 9,500 homes sell. Now, for for perspective, that is actually down from August of 2020, uh, down by about 7%. Um, I think this is largely due to the fact that there's so little, so few homes to choose from. And we'll dive into that into a second here. Um, (laughs) It's a bit of a scary number. The total active residential listings across the province are down 38% from last August. And pulling back even more, 42% below the normal levels for the month. So let's put that into a a better perspective here, Um, because obviously those are big numbers to drop by. Um, But in terms of, of, let's go back maybe, I don't know, back to 2009. We go back a significant duration in time and we look, um, what was the province? There was what did they have for inventory and where are we at now comparatively? Right. <laughs> so if we go back to 2009, if you can believe this, there were 60,000 homes for sale, right? We fast forward to today and there's 20,000 by comparison. Same time, just, you know, what is that? 12 years and 11 years for 12 years for 11, mm-hmm. 12. Yeah. 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what month are we in? I don't even <laughs> Uh, essentially, though, what that what that means is it's it's the lowest it's ever been on record, right? Um, outside of the financial crisis in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine, um, the inventory in BC has been on a decline since two thousand and twelve. Um, seven out of the last nine years, it's, it's kind of not looking good for buyers. It's definitely not getting better. Yeah, I want to extrapolate a little bit on that record comment. Because like Ryan just said, 20,000 homes in active inventory for the province is the lowest in recorded history. Um, But you know what's the highest in recorded history right now? The population of the province. So you've got population going up and inventory going down. And you can just see why this is becoming such a, well, crisis, if you will, of how it, why it's so hard to find a good home for sale right now. 
because there's a you know a third of the homes available than there were 12 years ago. Now, yes, 2009 was a bit of a peak because we were coming off of the 2008-9 crisis. Uh, but again, to see a steady decline for seven of the last nine years really kind of gives you an indication of where things are continuing to head. I would tend to agree. Um, and when you, to give you guys some, uh, Dan mentioned about uh, population there because it's important. Um, and if you if you look back in 2009, the the population in the province was about 4.4 million. You fast forward to today, we're 700,000 people higher than that at 5.1 million. And people always say, hey, you know, oh, I'm going to wait for the crash to come because, you know, that's, that's going to be my time to buy or my time to accumulate. Look at this. I mean, there's, there's no chance. The demand is so far outweighing the supply right now that, you know, people are just, they're getting screwed, if you will, out of buying a home right now because there's just nothing to buy, right? Um, and and this is reflected in just about every single metric that we're looking at. Um, the sales to active ratio, which is my favorite ratio to look at, it tells you sort of the temperament of, of the marketplace. Right now, it's at 40%. It's at 40%, and that's after going through two and a half, three months of a lull in the marketplace. We saw, I mean, I think the lowest it got was maybe the low 30s, high 20s in many instances. And even still, that's still a buyer's market or sorry, a seller's market, right? We never even got to a balanced market. We, we never got close. And now we've bounced off of, off of those high 20s and low 30s and we're back into 40. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's ugly out there if you're trying to buy a house. It really is. Yeah. And of course, knowing all these metrics with very, very low inventory, with a very high seller's market that we're experiencing right now, understandably, prices are going up. Uh, the average MLS price for the province of BC, $902,000. That's the average price of a home in British Columbia is $902,000. Um, yes, we all know we've had this obscene year of uh, hyperinflated appreciation rates. So much so that the province of BC experienced a 17.2% average price increase in the last 12 months. That's, yeah, that's a, a, a very big number, one that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Uh, but let's go further back. Let's see how home prices have been doing for the last 10 years. Well, if we flash back to 2011, that same home that's $902,000 today was $500,000 in 2011. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I really shouldn't. But it just, it just, it's almost gone up. It's gone up 80%. Yeah. In 10 and, years. And, jeez. Oh, I well, mean, let, and go by price point too. That's an average of $40,000 per year in price appreciation for your average BC home over the last 10 years. Whereas, uh, yeah. And I would venture to say that in the last five, um, I bet you it's much bigger than 40,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I, I, the other thing, and the reason I bring that up is because it, it, it speaks to the rate of acceleration in price points that we're, what we're seeing, right? If you go back 40 plus years, for example, right? You, you typically look at, 
if you look at the average sale price 40 years ago versus where we are today, it's roughly five to 7% a year that it's gone up, right? But that story doesn't tell you that in the last 10 years, I would say 50% of that gain has taken place, right? Which is the crazy thing. We're seeing an acceleration in prices right now because we're seeing a nosedive in supply, right? So conversely, when your supply drops, you have upward pressure on price because that asset is harder to find and more people will pay more money for it, right? Um, so much so, actually, I'd love to talk about, maybe this is a good time to talk about an anecdotal story that happened yesterday. Um, we had clients that were um, bidding on a home, um, nice home. I mean, I, I don't know if it was anything special uh, from 1910. So an older home, right? Three bed, two bath. Um, of those three beds and two baths, one bed and one bathroom was in a suite downstairs. So the actual house had two bedrooms and one bathroom. Um, nicely renovated in, in many ways. Uh, not new, but probably you know a 10-year-old renovation kind of thing. Um, listed in, in Grandview Woodlands for uh, $1.7 And um, we actually started our offer uh, a mere... <laughs> $200,000 over the list price, thinking we would be in the conversation. The home sold for $550,000 over the list price with 11 offers on the table. We're talking a $2.25 million home that was three bedrooms and two bathrooms and 110 plus years old. Um, and not to mention the fact that there was 20 plus million dollars on the table for other offers that are still competing for the same neighborhood, right? So yeah, it's not getting better. I don't see it getting better. Um, you know, when you look also further to that point, these particular sellers bought their home three years ago, I believe, and bought it about three years ago, and they paid 1.5 million for it. And they just sold it for 2.25. That's a 700 plus thousand dollar gain over three years. So that home actually appreciated in the last three years the $250,000 per year. Just illustrating the point that the acceleration is it's here and it's scary. <laughs> It definitely seems like detached is still the most sought after. I mean, that was uh, an East Vancouver story. Um, one of our team members offered on a property out in Chilliwack. Um, original condition, detached home, needed you know full renovation to be really nice and modernized and, and useful. Um, same thing. I believe it had nine or ten offers and sold for seventy thousand, about ten percent over a list price. I mean, to be fair, I think the one in East Vancouver was probably listed far too low. Right, so that five hundred and fifty thousand dollar number seems extravagant when really, um, but even still, the eventual sale price of <clears throat> one thousand fifty seven dollars per square foot for that home, uh, for a hundred and ten year old home, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars per bedroom is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what a perfect example of look, we're putting seventy thousand new people into the province every year, and today there's only twenty thousand homes available. Right. Tight math, very tight math. And you can see why, yeah, these bidding wars exist and why people are willing to pay half a million dollars over ask just to get in. Because what if they don't is, I think, what the FOMO that they're feeling. Well, and then if you actually, if you, if you look at what the OCP plan is for the city as well, it gets worse because single family homes 
for new construction of single family homes will equate for 6% of the uh, whole new home population, right? 50% will be condos, right? You'll see probably a mixture of 20% for duplexes and 20% for townhomes. And then you're going to see, well, we know it's 6% for single family homes, right? So um, it is it is going away of the dinosaur. It is not something that our society is going to see a lot of in the future. And thus why people are paying through their teeth for these homes. Cause they, they're going to be so hard to find in, in a, in the very near future. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, to give further example to that, uh, we kind of thought things were going to be relatively flat over summer, which in essence, you know, things definitely slowed down volume wise, but also, of course, on the listing side, uh, we saw median prices dropping for four months in a row. And that was an indicator that things were kind of, you know, off of the peak, cooling down. But where was it going to go? Um, we kind of predicted based on the data that things were going to pick up again in the fall being you know september market to start it all off and early data we're what 17 days in here and it looks like things have bounced off the bottom we'll see how the month wraps up but to um to start here median prices are up uh, to 879k from 855 so $24,000 is the average or sorry, median price increase. Uh, but that's the first increase in four months. And that's what we really want to kind of point out specifically is that the median price has bounced off the bottom and has turned around so far. Um, average price is basically flat. It's only up about a thousand dollars for the, for the month, the first 17 days of September. Mm. Uh, but you know, for, for the detached market, which can dictate a lot of where things go, median price is up $50,000 already this month, um, from 1.65 to now 1.7. Uh, should it sustain that 1.7 number? It's the second highest on record for detached homes. Uh, average average has gone down a bit. The average home uh, sale price is like six thousand below where it was last month, uh, but still we're, we're at one million nine hundred and seventy four thousand bucks. So don't feel that six k as much, but thinking that that medium is up fifty thousand already this month is uh, is a big indicator of what to expect for this month and likely the next few coming up. Yeah, and you know I I, I we've recently seen. Um, uh, articles that have come out in the last couple of days about inflation now hitting 4.1%. Um, it's driving up assets. I mean, quantitative easing is still taking place, right? Um, interest rates are still, they've maintained where they are. Um, uh, there appears to be, whatever that means, elasticity in the market. But I, I just, you know, at this point with with the rate of increase in property prices that we're seeing, I tend to believe that inflation is is could be problematic in the very near future, right? We also had a couple banks lower their mortgage rates last month too. So access to capital, access to credit just got a little bit easier at some lenders. Um, yeah, BOC, Bank of Canada, all but guaranteeing these uh, record low rates for about the next year from their standpoint. And so, you know, expect it to continue. Yeah, and then there you go. And of course the QE is going to continue uh, in the duration as well. That all leads to further asset price inflation. So, yeah. you know, I love it or absolutely hate it. It's what's it's happening. It yeah. yeah. So um, plan accordingly. The only thing that maybe I'll, I'll want to touch on that's kind of outside the province of BC, um, because, you know, we're, we're in a federal election here and, you know, parties are coming out and promising. 
uh, that we need a million more homes and that we're going to build that or something to that effect. Um, it's a lot of fluff, but it is what it is. Um, by comparison in the States, for example, uh, CNBC just came out uh, with an article um, on September 14th saying America is short more than 5 million homes um, and they can't make up the difference. So <laughs> it's not just happening here, right? It's happening. Uh, it's happening obviously in the States um, and in other parts of the world. Um, but again, you know, this further to the point, you know, uh, if we think lumber prices are expensive now, uh, you know, if we go ahead and build 5 million homes down in South plus a million homes up here, uh, you know, prices are for, for materials are going to go through the roof. Wait times to build these homes are going to increase dramatically because there's just not enough builders for all of this stuff. Um, all of this, what I'm getting to is a derivative of price increase and uh, inflation, right? It's, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it stopping. I don't know how it does, right? There you have it. I think that's where we uh, wrap this one up today. Thank you as always so much for listening and watching. And if you're on YouTube, the button's down there. Please subscribe <laughs> so we can keep doing this stuff for you. And uh, for our podcast followers, please join your streaming service. Thanks again. And we will talk to you guys more next week. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.